Welcome to another episode of Sawdust Nation, episode 37, with Nick from NPG Creations, AJ from Crafted and NJ, and myself, Josh, from North Country Woodworking. Nick, man, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, I was hoping you'd ask that. Well, check out Total Boat Epoxies. Uh, for the best epoxies and uh, finishes, such as their Halcyon, which I'm now a fan of, visit www.totalboat.com today. So get on that boat. Uh, next up, we got uh, JTEC Photonics. If you need a world-class laser for your CNC machine, check them out, www.jtechphotonics.com. Give them a call. Shoot them an email. Tell them Nick sent you. And lastly, we want to give a special thank you and a special shout out to Orca Abrasives because this episode specifically is brought to you by Orca Abrasives. Uh, if you need to sand something, if you have a power sander with 3-inch, 6-inch, 5-inch discs, whichever, you want an Orca Abrasives on your sander. So now we're going to add a link to our Sawdust Nation Instagram page as well as the podcast page. If you click on that link and use promo code SAWDUSTNATION10, you will get 10% off your order at Orca Abrasives. Now, that being said, our sponsors are taken care of. Uh, AJ, I gotta know, what's going on in your shop? Well, if you replay, I think, episode 20 yeah. to now. Oh, it's all the same? It's the same thing. <laughs> It, okay, so it's all Nick, the same. man, how's it going on the road? Uh, on the, oh, okay, I'll, I'll steal, I'll steal his thunder. <laughs> it's been a come on, man. We know you might be working on flags, but those flags are a work of art, and each one is different in its own right. So let's hear about them. Yeah, you know, I like I said, I got flags going on. Um, I'm getting some of them completed that have to go out ASAP. Um, this this week, I'm actually taking off Friday because I have too many orders that I got to get done and uh, not enough time. So the other day I went to Home Depot, got more, I got, I think like 30 different, no, more than 30, two by fours, uh, those barrels. I weeded through the whole pile of Man, them. Man, Home Depot must I felt like I was you, there for. The <laughs> you got all these two by fours uh, yeah, laying trust out. Trust me. I, I went there. If, if they had more that weren't so high, I would have gotten more and I probably would have walked out with at least 60 or more because that's, I got enough flags to, you know, utilize them. So, um, but I think I found a piece of, and I meant to actually message it to you guys. I think I found a piece of spalted pine, if you can actually believe that. And it, I swear, I swear to God, I'm, while you're talking about your shops, I'm going to send it to the group because it is a piece of spalted pine. I swear. I don't believe I swear. You. I'm sorry, but Nick you. looks like he's going to destroy this. I don't believe He you. has a grin like, well, nope. <laughs> You, you're gonna you're gonna see it now. I thought it was watermarks, but it's it it can't be. It can't be. It's, but anyway, it's just mold, man. It's just mold. <laughs> it's not. It's it, it's not. Trust me. Okay. I'm I'm sticking to it, man. But anyway, um, tonight I got a, another flag stained, and then also I used for the first time uh, mixol pigment that I'm using in a water based stain. It's a clear tint. Base stain, so I didn't actually have um, uh, Sharon Williams mix anything into it. I literally grabbed it off the shelf because I'm trying to make a green match uh, a customer's uh, logo. So I, I used the mix all, dropped them in, and did a few test samples to get the correct green. And I think I landed it. So um, tomorrow I'm going to hope to stain the flag that I just posted up with the green stripes as well. Um, I got another order for that welcome sign that I just posted up today. Mm -hmm. Literally, I posted it up within five minutes. Uh, another repeat customer messages me, goes, I want one, and uh, how much? So I told him, and he wants a welcome sign. Even though it's too low priced for Josh, I get it, I get it, I get it. Do, do you make anyway, any custom signs, or with, do they all just say welcome? I can make it say I, anything your heart I want desires. to say go away. <laughs> that would... That can be done. And actually, I wanted to – I'm going to message you, Josh, about it. But while we're here talking, I actually might need your assistance on getting a stencil made for the welcome sign. Because nice. I need them specific-sized uh, letters. So I have the letters online. I can send them to you and see if you can maybe make it into either a, like a vinyl where I could stick it on and then paint over it or maybe a reusable stencil 
So we'll see how we can make it work. Yeah, that'd be fun, especially because I haven't done a stencil you can reuse. So maybe we can explore mm-hmm. that. But I could definitely do the final. The other one does not work out. Okay. So I'll definitely uh, I'll send you the lettering on that. But with that, um, the as you saw in the stories and some posts, I got the noodle board um, really going. That um, <laughs> as Nick is imitating every time noodle. Somebody, Hi. Every and, time somebody says <laughs> noodle board, I think of the wacky waving inflatable arm tube man. You know what I'm talking about at all the at all the car dealerships. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, it's a noodle board. There's a, there's a TikTok out there where there's one waving in the window, like it just pops in there once in a while, and they put that like little kid saying, "Hi, <laughs> yeah. how are you?" <laughs> well, I got that noodle board. It's all made. It's made out of all walnut. Um, the sides. I did exactly what we were talking about in a couple episodes ago. I rabbited the edge of the base. And then put the handles and the back part on those rabbits. So I had a little bit more glue surface and um, got that all glued up. Did half laps in the back. So it actually makes it look like I actually know what I'm doing. And um, the epoxy, which I used Total Boat, um, high performance, two to one, slow hardener. Mm. I didn't go with the fast. And um, got used a some sensual. black diamond pigment. It <laughs> Use some... Uh, did you turn on the lights? Put on some it? Barry Manilow. Turn on some music. <laughs> I did. I did. And I went real slow with it. I mixed in this nice uh, black diamond pigments. It was pure white. And um, let me tell you, that thing's coming out really, really nice. And uh, I can't wait to get it oiled up. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I cannot wait to oil my walnut. So you know, that walnut board is going to. It's one of my favorite what? part of the project is getting oil on that piece of wood and rubbing it all over the. And then just watching everything just pop up. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I got a I got a question, and, and this is going to be like serious questions. Come on, guys. Um, have you guys used Odie's yet on any cutting boards or charcuterie boards or anything like that? Yes. Yes. Ditto. Have you let it sit for the like week, two week period so it could cure before handing it off to the customer? No. I'm going to take the faces. No, as well, no. mine yeah. was for me. So I, I didn't use it for a customer. And I had um, maybe a okay. day in between. But uh, mm-hmm. that, yeah, that was pretty much it. It's still good. I mean, I might have ingested some ODs, but it's delicious. <laughs> the, the main reason I ask is because, of course, toast. if it's if it's your own, you can reapply yeah. the ODs. Now, you're not going to hand it off to a if you handed, let's say, it off to a customer with Odie's, would you just tell them to use their normal cutting board care instructions after that? So I, I did not wait the two to three weeks curing time for it. Um, the couple mm-hmm. projects I put Odie's on, I let the customer know. I'm like, this oil that I'm using is a great oil, but it takes two to three weeks to cure. So mm-hmm. this is how you know I would suggest handling it. And uh, after the three weeks, it'll be totally waterproof and ready to go. Um, if you don't, everything will be okay and it, you know, will hold up. You just might have mm-hmm. to oil and wax it later on much earlier than, you know, you know, a couple of years down the line or what have you. Mm-hmm. So I kind of give them a heads up because, you know, Odie's is a great product, but the curing time is just a little too long for some of the customers I have and I want to utilize mm-hmm. it. And I even hit them up before I use it and I tell them that. And you, most of the time, once I tell them what, you know, Odie's does and how it cures and the benefits from it, they're usually good mm-hmm. with it. And I use it on a couple okay. of gifts too. And they're like, yeah, it's fine. It's not like we're going to eat off it or anything, but they wanted something safe because if it's on a desk, you know, the kids might be chewing on it. Who knows? So <laughs> you want to make sure, you know, it's safe for the household. Okay. Because so, uh, on this one, I think I'm going to just use either um, – uh, Wally sauce, or I'm going to probably use uh, what's the other one that I have that, um, oh man, uh, Howard's, I believe it is. Howard's? Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's Howard's, the one in uh, board, board oil. Josh, I, I yeah, got yeah, Excuse yeah. me. It's, it's, it's Howard's. Jo- are you drinking a, a fifth of yeah, OE yeah. over there, Josh? What is that? <laughs> so I got a soda stream, oh. and we're not sponsored by soda stream. And uh, I put some Mio in there, and then I carbonate it. And uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it looks like you're drinking some Old English or uh, like a, a, a 40 ounce of uh, of something. Uh, no, I'm not that interesting. Sorry, try again. <laughs> well, anyway, since um, 
Now he's uh, drinking some OE, as I never heard it called before, which I don't know why. But anyway, Nick, I have to know, how was the trip down to Texas? It's long and slow. This trailer from U-Haul, don't go over 65, or else she starts to go back and forth like a fishtail. <laughs> so uh, it's just me and my dog and, and, the, and the trailer. We stopped so far in um, Dublin, uh, Virginia. Ireland? No, Dublin. You know, oh. it, kiss me, I'm Irish. Or, or you must be Irish since, you know, what's Dublin? Anyway, uh, if you get that, you know, you're probably older like me. Anyway, uh, then we stopped in Knoxville. <laughs> and um, finally, I, yesterday I stopped in Birmingham, Alabama. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So the cool part is my dog's such a such a cool guy that most of the places when they see him, they usually just let him stay for free. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't char- charge me the pet place. I had to say yesterday. <laughs> yesterday, the folks up in Birmingham were super cool, and I'm like, "Oh, hey, man, that's a sweet dog. He's so cool and chill." They're like, "Don't worry about the pet fee," and I'm like, "Oh, thanks, you know." But um, I'm itching to get get to Texas so I can get my shop set up. I um, I'm staying at some family's house right now, so I see a. They have a two car garage, and I just went in there to feel the space, you know, just to be be surrounded by the two car space. I'm sorry, but I I, mm-hmm. I can see you laying down on the floor and just like staring up at the ceiling, dreaming about your new shop, dude. Seriously, becoming one with the space. I needed to do. I need to get the feng shui of the situation, just because. Like soon, you know, I'm thinking to myself, soon this will all be mine, and um, it feels good to be able to expand a little bit. But uh, yeah, that's other that's than good. that though. The drive's just taking forever. I'm not, not having a fantastic time doing it. Well, I'm sure you know listening to Sawdust Nation the entire time has been you know picking you up and helping you get through the hours. Right? Literally, I've listened to every episode of Sawdust Nation now, um, and if I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna restart it until at least I hit Houston. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> but um well that's how we got the you know 6500 benchmark is because old nick on oh that's right <laughs> hey so for those of you who don't know we just hit 6500 downloads uh on the podcast so thanks to our fans and our uh listeners that's that's all you guys but other than that i don't know can we call them is. fans i mean i would call them listeners but I don't know. If they want to be our. Fa- I don't. I'm not a fan of Sawdust Nation. I'm a listener. So, no, I'm a fan. I am a fan. You're part of the crew, man. You're part of the SDN crew. This is a weird. Yeah, episode. you guys don't want to hear me talk anymore about my drive. It's really, really super boring. I put out a story or something like that on Instagram today about where I was, and that was pretty much the highlight of my trip. But, uh, Josh, what's going on in your shop, dude? Well, man. Uh, not doing too much. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's been a weird month. I think we're all super busy. Nick is moving in military terms, PCSing. You know, AJ is sitting there and he's making flags left and right, and they keep coming out better than the last one. I can't wait till he catches up because it's going to be a masterpiece in some museum. Um, and myself, I'm on a weird schedule. Um, three on, two off. It's just... It's weird. Um, I lose track of the days of the week. In fact, uh, the guys here at Texas, hey, what are we going to talk about tonight? And I'm like, whoa, it's podcast night. <clears throat> so, But uh, I have a whole lot of projects. Uh, my list kind of ranges from coin holders, carves, to you know cabinets, to uh, tables, to pretty much a sprinkle of everything. And I have no time mm-hmm. to do any of it. So in the two days I have off, it's a rush to spend time with family, complete some projects and prep projects so I can kind of glue stuff together when the kids are sleeping and I have some time. But, uh, you know, it's the pains that we always feel. Work life, family life, and, of course, shop life. But uh, right now in the shop, I will be carving a walnut uh, going away gift here this weekend or my weekend. I got the next two days off. Mm-hmm. And uh, that will be something similar to what Nick did. I'm going to put some gold lettering in there. And uh, I'll be doing some laser engraving on the back as well. So inspiration from a fall SDN crew member. Um, nice. 
Then I'll be doing a table. I'll be gluing that up and hopefully standing and putting together the table and getting out of the shop in two days. Go ahead, man. What kind of table? Coffee table, big table, small table, end table? <laughs> this is a big, big farmhouse table. Um, they bought the legs nice. already for me. Um, so I didn't have to do that. And I was going back and I talked to you guys about this. Um, if I wanted to do ash with pine legs or just do an entire mm-hmm. pine um, table. And for the mm-hmm. cost and the amount of time they wanted uh, the piece in, I, I went with pine. Uh, the boards mm-hmm. have been stabilizing in the shop for a good week or more, and they've been on okay. the shelf. So I'm hoping that, you know, when I picked them up, they were fairly light anyway. So I, I did much like AJ did and went through an entire pile. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was fun. But, uh yeah, so I'm going to cut those up, get those uh, jointed together and ready for the top. And he's – AJ just went down. I think he was attacked by his cat. Oh, that – or a raptor. I'm not quite sure. Um, it, it felt like a velociraptor. Jesus. Jurassic Park up in here. Um, oh. Let's see what else I got. Um Got those two projects, and then obviously the wine cabinet. I have the wood for it. I'm going to be piecing that together as well. So basically, when something's drying, I'm going to be moving on to the next project, and then vice versa. Hopefully, I'll complete a good number of projects, or at least get to a point where I can complete them during the week. But uh, this last couple days off I had, I did uh, get some sanding in and get some projects complete. Um, Two gifts were actually – well. Projects were given out as gifts. Um, one hasn't received it, but uh, I'm looking forward to when they do because it is a mm-hmm. it's a carved flag, but it has multiple different colors in it, and that's something new for me. I haven't done that before, and I think it's yep. a pretty unique piece. Uh, I sent it to the guys, and uh, pretty proud of it. Um, tried some different nice. techniques, so, and then the other one was just a regular carve, but you know I. I created a little – they showed me their vision, and I created what they uh, wanted, which is always a great feeling. Mm-hmm. But uh, to send these projects down, I used a new abrasive from Orca Abrasives. And I will say that uh, there are five-inch discs that are meant for the D-Wall and, you know, the rigid and some of these um, other disc sanders are uh, just – they blew me away. Okay, so – I usually mm-hmm. don't go out and I don't buy expensive sandpaper. I am the Amazon warrior and I'll <laughs> buy the 200 piece for, you know, $13 and go through pads like left and right. Mm-hmm. I literally used one pad and I sanded like three, four projects and it still has life in it. Like the quality of these pads are just, they're, they're amazing. These discs, yep. uh, they have pads. I mean, they have a wide variety of you know, sanding materials that you can get and they're just high quality. It, it, it's really mm-hmm. impressive. I wish I would have went and bought these earlier, but uh, it's a live and learn scenario. Um, can I-, I mean, the price is good and go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted to like, I guess, throw out an idea and talk about everybody's favorite disc size since uh, oh, what? Jesus. what? You AJ has. I didn't think this was gonna make it to the show. I really didn't. Yeah, I didn't either. We're gonna have to put him in the corner. I don't, what? <laughs> Look, I'm talking about. Josh has the five inch disc, right? AJ has the three. Yes, I had the five inch sanding disc, and yes. AJ uses the three inch disc, right? For the six. Well, no, I I technically my Merca has. I have a three inch Merca, a six inch Merca, but my six inch can go to a five inch as well. So what are you saying is you have extensions? I can I can extend it any which way I want. I can go bigger, smaller, fit into contours different, you know, smooth out those curves a little bit. Well it's nice to have, you know, options like that. I, you know, I I'm stuck mm-hmm. with the five inch. I can't go lower, you know, I'm I'm not gonna go any higher. I just kinda what I bought and have to deal with what I got. Yep. The good Lord blessed me with a five-inch like disc. Armstrong, you know. Uh, well, no, a five-inch disc uh, festival. So uh, I'm sticking with the five because is that the 125 or whatever? Yes, I don't. I don't remember offhand. It's in. The, it's in my trailer right now. I don't. I don't know. I gotta go look. 
It's Fez tool. It's a green no, tool. So, That's all it matters. So I'm looking at uh, getting a like a, a Rotex, a better Rotex. Oh. But we'll see if the disc size is going to change because it's just, you know, but, but you know, I, I do have to give it to Orca that they make, they make something for everybody. So, um, no matter the size of your sanding disc, they make something for you. Exactly. Exactly. They do. They do. So <laughs> this is uh, so terrible. And in the stuff that we had gotten, I know I tried a few things out. Um, I'm actually really excited to try those white pads out for the uh, applying the Odies and buffing it out mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm doing it by hand right now. And, you know, I know how it comes out. It comes out nice. But I was watching a couple of videos on his uh, Instagram of them applying Odies. And the way it comes out is just it's really nice. And it's effortless at that point because you let the sander do all the work, you know, instead of you buffing that stuff out. Um, and speaking of Odies. I, I, you guys had, I know you guys have it. Have you ever had an issue with it? Uh, after you have it open and closed and, you know, you open it a few times, have you had it? If you noticed that it might, blo- um, clump up a little bit, yeah, I, like kind of become jelly. I always mix it up before I use it and I keep a little, uh, pad in there, which what I apply with. So basically uh-huh. I'll take the pad out and there's a stick I leave in there and I stir it. So I think it's a little piece of walnut. And then um, mm-hmm. once done, I use the pad that stays in there, and it, it's a little nice process that works for me. One thing, because I reached out to Odie's because I noticed that it was getting like these harder pieces, like it was gelling up on me, um, but like the thin stuff. And they actually came and told me, try this um, this gas that's called Bloxygen. And I was like, what? It, it sounded strange. And I'm thinking I got to go to like a welding store or something like that to go and get this stuff. But you could buy it right on Amazon. It comes in, in a, like a computer duster can. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you spray it into the can. It's heavier than air. So it pushes the air out. You cap it, and then you don't have to mm-hmm. worry about it. Sounds like. And I've been using it on stains. It sounds like something that, sounds like. that has no. Snake oil. It sounds like one of those those fairy tales like spalted pine. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh man! I got two cans of this stuff. Shots fired. Yeah. I, hey, I got some magic. I got two cans of it. AJ, I got some magic beans. If you want to, if we want to buy some. <laughs> no, I really don't like this episode right now. We shouldn't have hit record yet. Oh come on! Anyway. It ain't that bad. So anyway, long story short, I think what we're taking away from all of this: go get you some orca. Use the Sawdust Nation ten code, and then if you need your Odies, uh, and it's starting to lump up. Grab some. What's what's that stuff Bloxygen. called? Bloxygen. Nope. Don't even listen to me anymore. It's called block. Huh? It's called Bloxygen. Is it Bloxygen? Yeah. Blocks because it blocks oxygen. Yeah, it, that checks. And you know, I haven't had that issue yet. Usually, when I stir it up, everything kind of comes back together. But uh, how long have you had it? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to check my Amazon. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. What I was getting, I stirred it each time. The stuff that was stirred was fine, but like the stuff up the sides mm, that okay. you might scrape, since it's so thin, it would uh, like kind of dry out quicker. Yeah. And um, that's what they were saying. The guys over at Odie's were just saying that it's normal. It's going to happen. But, you know, I was noticing that I was getting it into my finish and I'm oh, picking wow. these little pieces out. Yeah. Because, well, when oh, I stirred, okay. I was getting the sides and, um, I'd be applying it and buffing it, and I'm like, why is it, like, clumpy? And now I realized it was just the stuff that was kind of drying out. Hmm. But, you know, don't listen to me. I'll have good Odies, you know, and uh, good stains when uh, you guys don't believe me. <laughs> no, man, I just – I honestly never heard of that, and I haven't had the issue. I never did I, either. I have a um, question. Look at this smirk. Would you ever put Odies <laughs> on a spalted pine piece that you made? I'm sending it to you right now. <laughs> so you're aware. <laughs> um, anyway. We have some questions, anywho, don't we? Uh, yeah, we sure do. Um, I was going to talk about my new tables all coming in, but I guess we can go to questions. That's fine. Nope. No, no, go ahead. Nope, go ahead you don't want to hear about I my spalted pine. I didn't mean to like, fast track you there. <laughs> I didn't mean to fast track you there. We're fine. No, as uh, most of you guys have figured out or messaged me by now, um, I'm getting a new table saw set up coming in. I'm pretty stoked about it. 
Um, I've been waiting for it to ship. It's been like over a month. And uh, a lot of people are behind the shipping because of, you know, the holidays and everything else. So kind of waiting for that to come in. I'm going to be getting rid of my old table saw and my old bench. I bought a new toolbox for my planer so I can uh, take that apart and basically sell that bench and the flip top all as one unit. Get it all of the shop at once. It will roll right out the door. I already planned out the shop layout and kind of how I'm going to utilize the space and it's mm-hmm. going to look quite different than it does now but uh same kind of benches and equipment i have now with just a really nice table saw so aj calm down i'm not building another bench not yet um my alfie table is going to be the bench i currently have and toward the front i'm um, just going to utilize mm-hmm. that and uh, that way my laser will be in the other end anyway so i don't have to worry about it eventually i'll rebuild that to make it more you know sturdy slash flat a moss. Why no, you I don't. I don't like this guy. He moves down to Texas and then he becomes a jerk. Oh, jeez. So he sent me the picture. They're texting back and forth while I'm he talking. He sent me the picture. Wait, you're sending pictures of the quote. I sent the picture. They're not cracked. Pine. It's, it's just cracked pine, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's not cracked. <laughs> huh? That is kind of different. I've never seen that before. We might, we might want to post a picture about this on the Sawdust Nation podcast page and have the people weigh in yes that's what we're gonna do that's what we're gonna have people weigh in i'm gonna say that this is spalted mahogany (laughs) and uh see if people correct us (laughs) that's not mahogany that's spalted fine you know people get mad about that too there we go we get our answer but uh yeah so that's what's going on in my shop let's go ahead and talk more about these questions that we have from our listeners we have some questions don't we josh yes yeah, we do. Wow. This is like deja vu. Oh, my goodness. So it's been a long week. Bear with us, guys. We're, we're you know, this is, I don't know about you guys, but when I, we do these podcasts, it's kind of like my wind down, like my little getaway, especially when I can't get in the shop. So we're just having a good time and uh, doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. So the first, first question is uh, Kumo's Workshop. He actually sent a voice clip in talking about our first projects. So let's give it a listen. How's it going, boys? Noella from Kumo's Workshop here. Wanted to give you guys a little shout out since I haven't called in in a little while. So, good work on the podcast. Like, super funny. I always laugh every time I hear you guys. Great work on your individual projects. You guys keep up putting some amazing projects out. And yeah, quick question What was it that got you guys? into woodworking is it like you always wanted to do this you do a little project for the house and then decided that it was something you could do more seriously maybe make a business out of it so yeah looking forward to your answer keep up the amazing work guys peace aj what is your yep tell us your origin story what's my what um so i grew up in uh north arlington no. Did you anyway, find a glowing rock or anything? I just got to know. I, I did. I did. I don't understand that reference, so you're going to probably have to enlighten me on that one. Oh, boy. It's, it's just, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so how I got started in this whole thing and my first project, because I didn't listen to the question, was um, the first project. Fired. That you're all fired. <laughs> <laughs> my first project that really, um, I guess – made this whole thing take off was um, honestly the flag. Um, I made my very first flag for the Vernon, um, not fire department, Vernon police department for makers never forget challenge uh, to give back to first responders on national first responders day, which is in October. And um, I was really excited about it. When I saw the post come up from William Patrick customs on Instagram, he posted it up, wanted to get a maker from one maker from each state. And um, they were going to do a flag or something to honor their um, uh, first responders, fire department, police department. And um, I was nervous, very, very nervous to do it. And I did my first wavy flag and found a template online, you know, did it off that way. And it came out really, really nice. Ever since then, I grew from there and started making my own flags, you know, hand carved. And now it's really taken off. And that, that first flag, without doing that first one and stepping up and, and being part of that great challenge, I don't know what I actually would be making today. 
I don't know if I would just stick with, you know, some farmhouse stuff, maybe some simple shelves. But um, truly, that, that those flags were the big kicker to it. So what about uh, what about yourself, Josh? Well, um, <clears throat> I know I've mentioned this a couple times, but the first two projects I've ever done was for the house. Um, we PCS or we moved into Jersey, and I got sick and tired of moving with uh, just, you know, I'm going to say Walnut or, yeah, not Walnut, Walmart furniture and uh it was just fall apart on you during the move or after the move or even before the move i'm like look we're big we like to read and we have a lot of books i'm like i'm gonna build us some nice bookshelves and my wife looks at me and goes "Uh (laughs) uh-huh and uh you know the course of a couple months you know figuring out how i'm gonna do it you know getting some tools and everything i built the two bookshelves that are in my living room right now with adjustable nice. shelves, the whole nine yards. I'm like, you know, I had these tools. Kind of like, mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed the process and figuring out. It was like a puzzle. I was in the garage, and what got me started, Instagram and all that, was my neighbor came mm. over and she was like, hey, you know, I have all these coffee cups from where my husband goes on his trips, and I like a way to display them. And I'm like, well, okay. do you have anything in mind? She showed me a picture, and I built that for her. And it nice. got posted on Instagram and Facebook, and it just kind of blew up from there. And ever that since then, I just been doing commissions and uh, growing the shop because you know, with the community I'm in here and online, you know, why not? It's a it's a passion of mine, and it's definitely something I want to continue doing. So that's one of the mm-hmm. reasons my shop has grown the way it has. But uh, Nick, man, you've been doing this a little bit longer than uh, AJ and I, and I'm curious, what's your answer to this question? So I used to do a uh, run a cornhole production uh, company <laughs> slash business back in Charleston, South Carolina, way back in 2012. Uh, I know. All right, don't worry. I always measured to make sure the cornholes were all six inches, but. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we might have to rate this episode. Anyway, so that's the first thing I ever I ever made was cornhole boards and it just turned into one thing after the next branching out and uh, now the defunct company uh was called Low Country Corn Stars. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, but since then I've I've branched out and started making a whole bunch more different things. Different techniques, learned a lot of stuff. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's that's where I'm at. That's my origin story. First thing I ever made, and I actually did a pretty good job too. I got really good quick because I hand painted everything. So I'm 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 not saying wow. I'm like fantastic at art, but I'm kind of good. So <laughs> I'm not saying I'm gonna pat myself on the back, but I'm not trying to be like a you know like. Actually, uh, if you go on the Facebook, no, man, and you, look, you are pretty it's good. Still, the page is still there. You can go check it out. Check it out at uh, Low Country Corn Stars. But please don't order anything because I won't answer you there. You have to hit me up on my new page. <laughs> I got a question about your um, signs that you do make, and you cut them out all one like one piece hardwood. It's not like you're cutting out the letters and then gluing them on, or they're all one Just piece, depends. correct? And it just depends okay. on what size somebody wants. Okay. Like if they want a larger sign with uh, letters that that are like protruding, then yeah, I'm gonna cut letters out and mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna put them on another piece of wood or another piece like so of HDU. Like your 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 Ranger's badge that the, or the Ranger I don't tab. Know what you, the military. Yeah, the tab. It. Yep. Um, was that all cut out of one or was that separate pieces? And I'm going to get somewhere. With so the Ranger tab is taken, it's carved out of one, com- one solid piece of hardwood. And I could do that with pretty much any hardwood. Okay. The scroll, I had to actually, actually marry different pieces of wood together to get that much material. Um, and then I carved okay. it out just like I was carving out a regular tab. If that makes any sense. What, um... It it does, and then you paint them. And what kind of paints are you using? Just regular acrylic, or is there something? Because I'm I'm thinking of changing my uh, paints up. That's why I was curious on what kind of paint you were using. And I don't know why Josh is giving me this look like he wants me to quit this podcast. I, I use liquid. No, I was just confused because. <laughs> Go ahead, Nick. Sorry. A combination of spray paints and Liquitex 
Oh. Um, Liquitex acrylic paints. So if I'm going to say I want to make so a sign that leaves uh, the recessed portion natural wood color and the high portion, the high uh-huh. portion, like say black. All right. I'll spray, I'll spray paint uh-huh. the entire plank and then I'll carve out the area that I want to be natural wood. So it leaves, oh, okay. it leaves that picture or the, the letters uh, readable in the black color against a natural wood yeah. background. Okay. But if I have to reverse that and make the rev- the the recess portion colored, I will usually use Liquitex acrylic paints. I get it at Michaels. It's sort of expensive, mm-hmm. but you, I mean, you a large tube will get get you a long way. Okay, all right. Well, that's all that I needed to know because I'm I I have issues with mine my acrylics. That's I'm actually it. curious on what issues you have, man, because I have pretty much the same acrylic paints that you do. And I haven't really had any issues with them, and I'm curious, like, what issues you're having. Well, so if I run into them, it, I kind of know how to handle them. It's not really an issue. It's more like a, you know, um, the stuff I got is in. It's not super thick. It's not super thin, and it sometimes doesn't coat. You know, because I've seen some of them. There's a brand out there. I don't remember which one it is, but they they say you can pretty much do one coat on bare wood, and it'll and it's been tested and proven. But, you know, the stuff I do, like my stars, even though it's going over stain, I would have to do those at least two times to get a pure white star. You could see all the brush strokes and whatnot in my stain, I mean, uh, paint. But, you know, I I just wanted to see what you were using versus maybe, you know, the brand. So on lighter colors like white and yellow, you're going to have that. That's just, there's Mm -hmm. no way around it. If you're painting on wood with grain, you're going to see that grain show through. Um, The only way Mm -hmm. I've found that the grain doesn't show through as much is, is if I get a small roller, like a really small roller from the, uh, mm-hmm. the hardware store, they make them for like doing around the edges of doors and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you roll it on and it rolls on thick and, but the only problem yep. with that is you can't always get into super, super small areas like the stars. When you're rolling it on. All right. Cool. Thank you. Huh. So, like I said, it's not an, it, it, there weren't issues. It was just more like a, how could I do it maybe without spending so much time? Yeah. I got you. I mean, like you do you run into issues with smaller uh, spaces and having it being as thick as it is. I mean, like, and then lighter colors make sense. With that, uh, we have another question from Trails Custom Woodworks. Isaiah went ahead and gave us a voice message, and I'll play it for you now. Hi guys, it's Isaiah from Trails Custom Woodworks with another question from the podcast. Uh, Shop furniture is a huge part in woodworking. I know, well, I think it is because I have a lot of shop furniture in my shop, but I'm just wondering what your favorite shop piece of shop furniture is that's in your shop and why it is. Thanks guys, have a good week. Nick, uh, looks ah. like you have a good answer for that. I only have one pe- one answer, and that's because I only have one piece of shop furniture left. And so normally I would say it would be my miter station because you can – not seriously, you can go ahead and put shelves and all that stuff above it and uh, cabinets below it, all that jazz, and a lot of storage and whatnot. But mm-hmm. my – the only piece of shop furniture left is my CNC cart. And I built that thing like a tank. I have drawers with drawers <laughs> with uh, drawer slides in it with the easy close um, and tons of space mm-hmm. underneath for – excuse me. I even put a uh, an air compressor underneath it. So for that last-minute blow-offs, you know, you just pull the pull the cord out or pull the cable out and, sp- and hose off the, uh, the uh, wasteboard. Sorry, forgot what I was talking about. Where are we again? It's all that driving, man. It's getting to you. I know, man. It's terrible. But that's well, that's all I got. What about you there, uh, Josh? I know you got shop furniture out the wazoo over there. Why does everyone pick up my shop furniture? Hey, you make a lot of shop furniture. I'm just saying. Because you have a lot of it. I do, but I still maintain this, a lot of space in the shop, so I utilize it correctly. I'm not saying you don't. Hey. I'm just saying you have a lot of it. Yeah, I, I kind of do. Uh, I mean... If you break it down, I do have a miter saw station, a workbench, um, a movable bench that has 
and now has drawers in there that has my rigid sander on top and then my drum sander and then um, <clears throat> my CNC station and then right at the moment my table saw um, and then with that flip uh, top. So yeah, I do have some shop furniture. Uh, my favorite, um, it's changed back and forth because, you know, as you build it and modify certain things, it kind of it changes. And uh, I do like my CNC station. Um, the way it's ended up, it wasn't really how I envisioned it, but it's working out really mm -hmm. well. I have storage for, you know, well, pieces of wood. I have storage for all my bits. I have storage for a keyboard and a mouse. I mean, like, it just works really well for my setup. It was kind of something that morphed as it went, but uh, it, it turned out pretty good. Um, I will say that the table saw setup I have finally ended up in a way that I could utilize everything and maximize it. Yes, that is leaving the shop and it is one of my favorites. But uh, I, I think I did it smart. You know, I turned the table saw. Mm -hmm. um, I gave myself an extension when I needed it. And the flip top allowed, you know, for work surface area. So um, I'm actually about to not have a flip top in the, <laughs> my workshop for the first time. Um, I've had wow. one in there since, well, the first time I built a bench. So it's going to be kind of weird. You know, it's been utilized and worked really well for me. And uh, I, I would have to say that is my favorite. Interesting. Nice. AJ, what about you, man? Um, I, honestly, my shop furniture is very limited. Um, I don't have a nice miter station like everyone else, and uh, mine is mobile. With uh, It's supposed to have two fold-down wings. It's only got one because I just haven't had time to put the other one on. <laughs> and usually I, I only have my, my material on the right side where it hangs off, so I utilize that one. Um, I really got to think. I, I would have to say that has so far been my favorite i mean my cnc table is just a table there ain't nothing special to it it's got a ton of storage underneath because there's nothing else that i built with it and um no flip top carts for me kind of just a couple mobile bases so i would say my miter sort of station mobile station well correct me if i'm wrong which i might be but your outfit table is a center for not only your table saw for much of your work and storage isn't this supposed to be your favorite piece of shop furniture? I know you dislike it, but you utilize that thing all the time. Like, imagine your life in the shop without it. You're right. You're right. But I hate it I, because it has a nice bow in the center. <laughs> it's not level. It's like, it, it, I get it. I get what you're saying. And I, I'm just busting your chops. You know, I, it is very, you know, it's utilized 100%. Um, I, honestly, I, I, just I wish thought that was going to be your pick. <laughs> I Nope. I was surprised Not when you said bit. that miter. No, because I have so many like I have so many issues with it. I can't do flat glue ups on it because um it's literally bowed right in the center. Because I didn't put when I built it, that outfit table, to let everybody know, when I first made that, that was actually gonna be a outfit table for a small contractor saw. Uh it was gonna house my miter saw. It was gonna house a router table at one point. So it was going to be like yours, Josh, mm -hmm. and have like everything in it. But I didn't build it right because I, I was limited on space and then made another cart for the ta the miter saw and then just started using this as an outfit table and a do-it-all bench. I mean, I stain on it, glue on it, um, you know, beat stuff on it. You know, so it's, mm. it's utilized as an everything bench. But with the three-quarter top and no supports underneath, it's very flexible. So if you're beating on it, it it sort of bounces, and it's not like you're getting a you're not getting a good hit. I don't get I don't get it. Oh, never mind. Nice. I'm actually curious. Uh, any suggestions? Because you know I'm going to be utilizing something I already have in the shop, and I'm going to utilize it basically as long as I can. But I will be, you know, when things slow down, which they probably never will. Be building a outfit <laughs> table for that new table saw. And, you know, I've been conflicted. You know, the current bench that I'm going to put over there is quite long. It's about, you know, eight feet, give or take. And it's mm -hmm. about three and a half, four feet in width. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's going to, it's going to basically line up with the table saw and I'll have a bench on the other side, utilize it almost like you do. Um, but I don't know. Get any suggestions for, you know. Yes. I mean, Nick, you jump in on this too. 
I when you were talking about your table saw earlier, mm-hmm. are you able to do? Because I know with the rigid one that I have, they do a fold down outfeed table that attaches to the table saw itself. So then you can utilize it when it's needed, and then you know fold it away. They they have an option where you can purchase an outfeed table. It's, I don't believe it's fold down. Um, and I don't know if I want to go ahead and just buy that because I, I would love to have a work surface on the other side too. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely want to utilize it just as a outfit table because in our shops, they're small enough where you need a, every single surface is a usable surface. And yep. even though it's an outfit table and it needs to be flat and all this nonsense, mm-hmm. um, it's going to be a work surface. I will utilize that as a surface because like everything else in the shop, if it's flat and it's empty, it's going to have something on it eventually. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it makes sense. What about well, you? Uh, so what, if, if, yeah. I'm tired, man. So right now, like if you asked me to build an outfeed table for a new table salt or buy one, I'd probably be like, just break down and buy it. Just, I've, <laughs> I'm so ready to just, I don't know. I hate messing around when I have to match something up completely exact to the height of another item. Like, you know how you, you know, you want to get mm-hmm. that miter state or that, that, excuse me, that miter slot, like dead perfect with the back of the table saw yep. and all that stuff. So, I mean, if I was like recharged and excited about getting a new table saw yeah i might probably try my hand at building one but right now i'm i'm on the, i'm on the board with uh just buying one man i'm sorry that's just me at the moment oh no it, yeah it's all a preference i mean especially right now you i mean traveling like that and then you know just excited to get your tools set up so you can start uh not start again but you but know that's a, start that's up. another thing you got to look at too is when are you going to have time to to make sure that that table matches your outfeed you know your outfeed makes matches you know mine is mine is actually lower because i built it for a, a a cobalt table saw and then when i got the rigid the rigid sits higher so it's like i don't know uh three eighths half inch higher or i mean lower than my table saw so you just have to deal with a little bit of a dip at the end but well, i mean you could always works. take the angle I mean, grinder to the legs you, you'd be good to go on the table saw yeah, I mean, like if if you built it too tall, there's always a way to get you know it a little bit lower. Um, but you know, if it was a sixteenth of an inch or eighth of an inch, a little bit lower, it's not going to hurt. Yeah. And when you do the um, the dados, essentially, um, as long as they line up, that's all you really need. Um, that's you know at least what I found. Um, having it perfect to each other, yeah, that's the goal. But uh, you know, sometimes you don't always meet your goals when it comes to shop furniture. Well, just, yeah. so look on Veteran Woodco's page. Mike over there built outfeed table slash assembly table for his saw stop. And it's with black melamine. And mm-hmm. black melamine on the surface yes. is beautiful. And it looks like he yeah. – it looks like something you would, you know, you would buy custom made. But he made it himself. And uh, I, I could – I have a – I think he sent me a copy of the plans. So if you guys want them, I'll send them your way. Um, so I'm actually, um, I'm really starting to think, uh, especially because of Nick and I's uh, situation, that my outfit mm-hmm. table is going to be something I can take apart fairly easy. I don't necessarily need it on wheels, but something that can mm-hmm. is light, sturdy, and yeah, the black melamine is definitely up in the plans. But uh, you ever see those benches, essentially, uh, they're made usually with high quality or just plywood in general. And uh, basically, the center of it is uh, they have holes and you can actually store stuff in there. I can't. There's a certain maker that produces these plans and a lot of people use them. Uh, Mike Coffee has something similar for his miter saw station, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't think I know of what you're talking I, about. I, I had the name before we started, but I can't think of it now. But, uh, yeah, so essentially, it, you know, you take two pieces of plywood. In the center, you're going to put some cutout uh, plywood with some holes in there. And it's it could be very lightweight. It could be very sturdy. And then when I go ahead and have to move, I can go ahead and take the legs off pretty easy. I can adjust the height, especially if I do it right. And, uh, you know, <laughs> if I do black melamine on both sides, um, if the – top gets all messed up which it shouldn't with that 
I can just flip you it can over just flip it. and use utilize that. Um, am I, I'll take it ahead. one step further. So adjusting the height, I saw a thing on YouTube. I can't remember what – don't ask me what maker or whatever made it, but they have a floor jack, adjust the height, and then they lock the the height of the table into place, and that's that's where they're at. I raise you one. Hmm. And just go ahead and get an adjustable table. I'll raise you another and get a scissor lift. <laughs> i raise you another and get one I buy that's remote activated and I can lower and oh. lift it anytime I want. Okay. Oh, man. Hey, Jesus. <laughs> just get leveling feet and you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially, there's a hundred different ways you can go about it. Uh, you don't have to do an expensive option. I, I definitely want something that's sturdy, and if it's lightweight, even better because as is, when I load up the truck to move, it will be uh, – interesting uh endeavor and nick can tell you about that yeah it was a pain i bet it was a pain i bet well i know nick's like falling asleep over there he doesn't have his grandpa rocking chair i know and um oh hey i do want to mention something though bring something up here for our listeners i know we're gonna have a giveaway at the beginning of of april am i right yes we are yeah we're gonna have uh on our youtube live we're gonna be giving away a cuts all uh, shaping wheel and a sweet package from Orca Abrasives. So yes, yeah, you are, right. I just wanted to bring that up. So well, I mean, you brought that up because then you reminded me, and I can I can now talk about it. But we hit sixty five hundred downloads on um, on our podcast, and as a thank you, we wanted to do a s- small giveaway. You know, just for the listeners of the Sawdust Nation, and um, I was going to give away a. Uh, wall-mounted magnetic bottle opener, and also um, still want to go with what we were planning on? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So what we're going to do is um, going along with that bottle opener, we're also going to give away um, $10 off to your pick of the shop. So Nick, uh, Josh is going to get into – I don't if he's not laughing too hard. Josh is going to get into the details of how to enter for this giveaway and um, – you know, it's a very easy, simple thing. Just for the listeners, as a as a big thank you, you know, for joining us every uh, Wednesday ish, Thursday ish to listen to the Sawdust Nation. Get your helpful hints and tricks and tips. And uh, I'm going to throw it off to Josh so he can let you know how. Can to I enter. interject real quick? Okay, ladies. Oh, I was already. I had everything. <laughs> so, hold that. Hold that note, AJ. I need you to go ahead and post a picture of that on the Instagram so everybody knows what you're talking about. Because I would love to see a picture of it as well. I don't know what you're talking about. It's a bottle opener, right? It's a bottle opener? Yeah. yeah. What's it look like? With a magnet inside. Yeah. As It's wood. It has a little metal magnet. Okay. Can you post a picture of it so I can oh. see it? <laughs> He's yeah, a very what? visual guy. Gonna well, I'm going to enter to win. Yeah, of course. No, I'm just playing. You I'm not. I will not enter. I promise. <laughs> Ten entries later. Anyway, to yeah. enter to win for the giveaway, it's going to be simple. Okay. All you have to do is send an email to the Sawdust Nation podcast at gmail.com and send us a picture of your most prized project, something that you're super proud of, something that you uh, spent time on. It was either for the house, for a client, for a friend, what have you. It could be big, could be small, it could be medium. But in addition to that, I just I would like a small narrative, like a hundred words. <laughs> we can't have too many words or Nick won't read it. Um of why that is your favorite piece. Uh, that way we're, we're not just looking at a picture. I, I want to see and hear what you guys have to say. AJ and Nick, I don't want to speak for you, but we're doing this podcast, you know, because we enjoy woodworking. We enjoy talking about it, but we mm-hmm. do this for the community as well. And we've always said we like to give back and we like hearing from you guys through questions and feedback, but we really, really want to know. You know, what's going on in your shop? What project inspires? (laughs) Yeah. What goes on in your shop? Essentially. Um, we, we just talked about it today. Um, what started our, you know, woodworking journey and, uh, it doesn't have to be that project, but something that inspires you every time you look back on it. Yeah. Outstanding. I'm excited to to see all these entries coming in. Um, what all two of them. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be mine and Nick's (laughs) and my cat. Oh man! <laughs> yes. But yeah, and so I'm gonna double tap the. Go ahead. I just uh, say all right. Oh, it's right all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna double tap one more time. The it, our YouTube live is going to be 
the first Tuesday of April, which I believe is going to be a April 6, 2021. So if you are going to uh, be present, you will have a if you're gonna have if you're gonna be present, you have an opportunity to win a cuts all disc or some orca abrasives. Uh, so be there or be square. How do you enter that giveaway? For that giveaway? You have to join the YouTube Live because we're going to send out a link to a form. You're going to fill a form out, and then you're going to send it back Yeah, in. you also have to subscribe Easy to our YouTube, by the way, which is really simple. You just smash uh, that subscribe button. Maybe I should have just let Nick. Hit the bell. <laughs> and you have to hit yep, you have to hit the bell as well. Anyway. I don't have anything more to add to that. <laughs> yeah, you got nothing. It's okay. Hey. Don't forget, guys, we're also going to have a special guest at the end of this month. Should we announce who that is? Has he committed yet? Sure. Is it Why really going to be I Jesus mean, this time? Yes, he is. He was committed like, no. Keep praying. Jesus, Maybe. He, he, he said he has other things. It's going to be uh, Lucas over at Man Made in MA. He's going to be joining us at the end of the last Tuesday of the month for a podcast episode. I don't even know what episode that would be. 40? Are we going to hit 40 at that time? Um, let's see. Oh well, my God. I think so. Yeah. We will. Yeah. 38. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's going to be episode 40. So check out episode 40 on the last Tuesday of the month. And we will have special guest Lucas from man made in MA. If you don't follow him, go follow him. He's definitely worth it. Uh, the post that he does. What man made in ma. I got nothing else. I got nothing. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. Um, I think Nick's going to hit us with the sponsors one more time, and we'll head into some other announcements. All right. So we want to give a great big thank you to Total Boat uh, for their outstanding epoxy and their Halcyon finishes. Whatever they whatever they produce is a Grand Slam home run. So give them a visit, www.totalboat.com. Get on that boat, Total Boat. And JTEC Photonics. If you're looking for that laser to complete your project, check out JTEC Photonics Laser Kits at www.jtechphotonics.com. Uh, Jay over there is a Class A customer service representative. If you give him a call, he'll get you squared away and tell him Nick sent you. And lastly, thank you, Orca, for uh, everything you've done for us. Thank you for su- uh, supporting our giveaway at the uh, beginning of April. And, um, yeah, other than that, who's next? Is it you, AJ? Uh, yeah, if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us all on Instagram. You can reach myself over at Crafted and NJ, Nick over at NPG Creations, or Josh over at North Country Woodworking. You can also reach all three of us over at Saw Destination Podcast on the big old IG. And if you want to send your question in a voice memo or you could type it out, you could send it to our email at sawdustnationpodcast at gmail.com. On top of that, if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review and then also leave us a, a, a typed-out review as well. We always like to read them. And the higher the uh, the higher the star rating, the more we get pushed up in the ranking and then more people get to listen to the Sawdust Nation. And uh, also speaking of uh, Cutsall, I know I'm breaking character on this, but um, if you head over to Cutsall, you can use a promo code and you can get a small discount on their product. And that promo code would be crafted in NJ. Um, just if you want to start up and try them out, give them a, give them a try because the Cutsall discs are, is all I use. And uh, I have to say, I fell in love with them the second I started using them. And with that, Josh. It's final well, words. Yeah, thank you for joining us today. Um, this episode was uh, kind of crazy, but we got through it. You know, hopefully you guys are having a good week out there and getting in the shop more than we are. Um, but uh, with that, Nick, got anything to say? Take care of yourself and each other. Until next time. You know, every time you say that, I feel like it's a warm hug. Really? I'm giving, yep, I feel, <laughs> I'm giving <laughs> verbal hugs. Sorry. A- AJ? Bye-byes, everybody. Bye-byes. And with that... Go make some sawdust. Sawdust Nation out. So, yeah, uh, I definitely think we should have had people send pictures of their discs, sanding discs for that. For the, No, seriously, disc pics. <laughs> it could have been a big thing. I don't think that would have caught on. <laughs> what? It's... <laughs>